Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, I've got KC Chohan. KC, you are the CEO and founder of Together CFO. And I got to tell you, I'm a huge fan of what you do. And, and what that is, is it's allowing earlier stage startups or, you know, you think of the level of a company where you would want to bring in a full-time CFO. That's a pretty big company. However, companies that are not yet at that level, if there's one thing I could urge all of them to do, and I'm sure you're going to appreciate this, is find a way to get a virtual CFO. It can change your life. And that's what I'm hoping, Casey, boy, that's the world's biggest softball for you. <laughs> that that, that I'm, I'm hoping that you'll agree with me. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for that. And wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. So talk to me about um, how you started together CFO. What's the, you know, what was the impetus for that? And what do you do today? So yeah, so kind of just going back to, to my story growing up in England as, uh, as a young boy in the fields with my dog and lots of mud, I always kind of had this curious nature, which, uh, which drove me to kind of solve big problems for big businesses. So, uh, so that in mind, I then went into business and finance and accounting because I thought that would be a good tool or a good skill set to be able to solve those bigger problems. Um, I then went into uh, being a boring accountant, mm-hmm. so to speak, straight from university, which kind of gives me a visceral cringe when I, when I think of that. But that was definitely not a good fit for my personality. And uh, I didn't last long doing that. So within six months, I realized that that was uh, a not, not really a good fit for me. So I had to find something different, but that would, that would resonate with me that I could see myself doing um, on a more long-term basis. So then um, I quickly realized that I switched into becoming what we call management accounting, which is an account, an internal accountant for a bigger company, um, which in this case was Flowserve, which is a big uh, F&P 500 uh, company. Mm-hmm. Um, through eight years, so nearly a decade of working with Flowserve, learning the ins and outs of, of how they work, relocating twice, moving internationally to Los Angeles, which is where I'm now based. Um, after that, I kind of had enough of the corporate lifestyle I wanted to try something new. So, you know, for, for almost a decade, I was doing month-end close, cash flow analysis, forecasting, budgeting, uh, building better systems and processes. So I got very, very familiar with kind of the intricacies of how to run a big business. So uh, to put that into context, by the time I left Flowserve, uh, I think they were doing around $4.7 billion in annual sales. Um, but it just wasn't 
a place I was kind of comfortable with. By the end of it, corporate America was very different. They were more focusing on maximizing everything instead of optimizing first. They were more consumed with perception over results. And it kind of didn't really sit well with me. I'm more about being results focused over perception focused. Um, so then I left FlowServe uh, on great terms and went into kind of the startup world, helping smaller businesses. Um, and that worked really well. I could then help with like being more hands-on with the operations, with the marketing so that finance and the whole team could kind of synergize and be on the same page. So that helped me make a much bigger impact a lot quicker as opposed to kind of the big Fortune 500 company where I was kind of tied into sticking in my lane and not really being able to utilize all of my skills. Um, Then as time went by, I went uh, through a couple of different startup companies and different industries from technology companies Mm -hmm. uh, to global event companies and helping them grow. And kind of the more I grew my network in that space, the more people kept reaching out to me, asking for advice, uh, which was the point I realized that, hey, there's, there's, uh, there's something here. I'm pretty good at this CFO thing, and I, and I feel there's an opportunity to add value to the smaller businesses that really need that help as opposed to the bigger companies where you're just a small cog in a big wheel and it's just ticking over and over. So now um, we, we tend to help small businesses generally between two and 30 million in, in revenue who, who want to really take their business to the next level, can't really afford or don't really need the, the full-time CFO services, right? Uh, but really want to grow. Uh, and that's the type of company that's the, our sweet spot and where we add most value to help them really understand what's going on with their numbers. We present it in a way that's um, not overly detailed on the jargon. And we, we pride ourselves in presenting uh, results and drivers to non-finance people accurately and being able to communicate that efficiently because we, we found that that was one of the biggest pet peeves where non-finance people are spoken to as if they are finance people and they gloss over very quickly and it just, it doesn't, become productive for any parties then. So I don't know if that was me rambling on a little bit too much, but that's kind well, of my background. Yeah. So Casey, so sell, say I'm a, I'm a small uh, business startup. Like we're starting to get some good sales in. Um, what, what, I mean, I guess sell me on why I should bring in a virtual CFO. So the simplest way we look at it is the team that's got you where you are is not the team that's going to get you where you want to be. And that, that is assuming that you, you are hyper growth and you do have these ambitious goals of kind of taking your business to the next level. Um, and what that really means is every business reaches a plateau. So mm. whether that's at, let's just use $2 million in revenue as an example. So you've taken your business from zero to 2 million and now you're struggling to kind of scale that to the next level, grow it to three or 4 million. The team that's got you from zero to two million has done a great job. There's, you know, there's not many businesses that make it over that million dollar mark. And uh, so that's an achievement in itself. But in order to scale your business and kind of 
reach a new level, a new standard, uh, you will not, or most of the time, you'll not be able to do that with the same team. You need to bring in a higher level of thinking, a higher level of experience, uh, someone who's been there and done it before to be able to kind of help you navigate through the growing pains because the problems you face at 2 million or 5 million or wherever your plateau is um, are very different from the problems you face when you start up, the problems you face five years in or 10 years in. So businesses are always changing. They're always evolving and depending on what life cycle they're on, depending on what size they are. So what we do is we come in and we add that extra uh, ammunition at the time at which a plateau is reached or a time at which aggressive acceleration is required to help uh, support that leadership team. I think, Casey, that maybe a lot of founders think that the answers are, are pretty obvious. Well, I just need more sales. And so now I need to double down in this activity. Was this profitable? I guess. So let's do more of that. But what does a CFO reveal that typically founders and CEOs don't reveal themselves? Yeah. So it's so much more than just the sales numbers. So obviously that plays a big part in it and it is a huge driver. But if you're selling something and not knowing the real margins on that, or not realizing the actual manpower and the time and the utilization of the staff to, that goes into that, that's, that's, it could be sending you down the wrong path. Mm. Ultimately, also, it's a defensive game. It's like uh, football. If you look at the offensive and the defensive, if you're making $2 million but you're spending $2.5 million, that's still not going to work in the long term, although many uh, <laughs> tech companies would disagree with that. But Generally speaking, we also have to look at the defensive game, which is the expense side of things. How is that working? Uh, what does that look like? Because a 10% saving in expenses could mean you don't have to make another $100,000 of sales. So the, you've got to look at both sides of that. But more importantly, where a lot of the businesses fail is in cash flow. So mm. we come in, we analyze the cash flow. We look at the cash flow cycles, the working capital cycles, your, uh, your balance sheet ratios, just to make sure that the health of the company is there, that the forward planning is there. So if we look at, just as an example, um, a company buying inventory. So if you overspend on inventory and run out of cash, you won't have enough cash to pay payroll or you know to pay vendors and other things like that depending on how quickly that inventory turns, how can you make it into profit. So it's just really getting clued in on the full life cycle of the business and making sure that you've got those checks and balances in place along the whole cycle so that it's efficient from beginning to end. And having that financial person weigh in on that uh, is definitely going to help the team become more well-rounded rather than, the CEO who's normally going to be kind of an entrepreneur-minded person that's very go, 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 you need to have a balance of that with real numbers and actual a good scorecard so that you're not getting too carried away and you're not overextending yourself, but at the same time, you're still pushing and you're checking and constantly monitoring where you are. So, for instance, one of the phrases I always use is, you want to grow what you measure. So if you can't measure it, it's hard to really focus growth on that. Mm. 
So Casey, one thing, um, so you and I have each attended Business Mastery, and I know Tony Robbins talks about, you know, when, when a business hits that adolescent phase in business. And, you know, maybe, you know, the business, maybe that means that you're now doing, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand to a million. And all of a sudden you experience cash flow issues, which seem to not make sense because your revenues are up. Uh, but, you know, maybe you've said, okay, this thing is working. And so now you've invested in more staff. Uh, maybe you've invested in more platforms, technology, you know, maybe it's office space, but see all of these things, even though we, feel as founders like, oh, we got a sure thing now because this thing's working and we make those investments for whatever reason, it's, it, it just, it affects the bottom line. And it's, it's almost, it's, I mean, it's incredibly frustrating when I look at my own personal revenue and I'm like, listen, I was making more money as a freelance, you know, when I was just doing consulting uh, and all of a sudden we started growing and scaling and I'm not making as much money now. Uh, I would imagine you see this pretty frequently. Uh, yeah, totally agree there, Josh. You know, as companies grow, the, there's a whole host of different problems that come up. And that's not just in finance, that's marketing, that's operations. It's it's pretty much across the board. Um, if, for instance, in the example you used, if revenue goes up, you may need additional staff to support that. So it may be sales team, it may be operational team. So your payroll is going to go up. Uh, and as a knock-on consequence, your healthcare probably going to go up. Your bonuses is going to go up. And then if people aren't the right fit, they may leave, they may claim other things, disability, or, you know, there's a whole host of things that that can happen as an organization grows. Um, So it's very important to keep an eye on the numbers, on the bank, on the cash, on everything that's going on really to, as indicators, as you review your scorecard and you have some really good metrics around the business, and they are both financial and non-financial metrics that's really going to give you the best picture of the health of the business so that you can drive that growth in the right areas, fix the areas that need fixing and pay attention there. But it boils down to two real things. And the two real nuggets are having the right people in the right places and having the right processes. Without, without those two things, it's very, very difficult for any business to really scale to that next level. And so, Casey, as a business yourself, um, you know, again, I know you've been able to work with some pretty um, prestigious clients, particularly in the uh, kind of the Beverly Hills uh, community. I see some, uh, you've done some great work with um, healthcare providers and, and uh, um, I see some optometrists and, and, uh, and then, of course, your work with uh, MGM and IBM and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, um, uh, you as a VCFO, how do people typically learn about you and uh, how do you get your business? And I know, you know, just based on the kind of the level at which you work, um, you don't need to do massive volume. You're not looking to kind of become the McDonald's of CFOs, um, you know, but that you still uh, kind of operate a little bit exclusively. But, but how do you grow? How have you grown your business? Yeah, so primarily, uh, it's just grown from word of mouth. It's been initial relationships that I've had and network have then referred and we've started working with people and just spread through word of mouth to start off with. And then more recently, I've been involved with Forbes magazine and I've been doing some speaking engagements for the accounting and finance conference and the ideas conference. And I have a few more lined up, podcasts like this, 
But generally speaking, it's through word of mouth because, you know, mm-hmm. finance is the most intimate part of, of any business. And to get a good referral and to get someone that you trust or your network trusts or is already using to be able to assist with one of your friends, families, or a network member, um, often it gives a lot more weight than just seeing a random person on the internet and saying, oh, do I trust this person? So kind of the way we've grown our, we're a small boutique firm. And like you said, we don't take on a lot of clients uh, per se. You have to be a very good fit and we have to be a good fit for you because ultimately it's all about the client success. If we don't feel we can add the level of value that, that we, we feel is needed for us and we have a very strong uh, money back guarantee as well um, to back that up, then we don't take on the client. So, so to work with us, you've got to be doing in the region of at least $1 million. Um, you've got to be very forward thinking. You've got to be able to take criticism, to make the changes and execute because the way we think is we're business partners. We're here to add value and help you scale but if the comments that we the comments that we make are the items that we find that need addressing, if those recommendations kind of don't get implemented, then we can't be effective at what we do. So it's very important that that we have a partner that uh, takes that very seriously, um, and that's ultimately going to be best for both of us. We only, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, we only want win-wins really is what I'm trying to get at. Right. Um, so uh, Casey, you've got a uh, book and it's the three vital steps to increase profitability in your business. And so, um, so someone, so, so someone who's listening to us, you can go to three, it's the number three steps to profit.com. And um, you could download, uh, download this for free. What, what's included in that book? So it's just so it's like maybe an eight-minute read. So it's very simple. It's easy to get through. And it gives you some basic ideas of the main things to look at uh, in terms of your business health and how to improve them. And then at the end of that book, we also offer you a free five-minute uh, financial audit where we can uh, just take a quick overview of your company and give you a quick report on on some of the high-level things that we think that you could uh, help help you scale to that next level. That's great. Well, Casey Chohan, you're the founder and CEO of uh, Together CFO. You're on the web at togethercfo.com. And of course, uh, you can get the free ebook, Three Vital Steps to Increase Profitability in Your Business. Uh, certainly, if you're doing some decent volume, or you're looking for a VCFO, uh, Casey, you provide those services. And I'm sure you'd be happy to have a quick call with someone to figure out if it, there's a good match there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me on. Casey, thank you. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 
1,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.